Hey everybody, welcome to Six Point Weekend. This is episode number 20. How about that? 20. Almost to 21. This podcast is almost old enough to have a beer from one of our sponsors, which is great. We'll talk about them in a moment. But hey, Six Point Weekend, episode 20. Super cool. Super glad to be here. I'm Jonathan. Sitting next to me is Dave. What's up? KP. What up? And Ebony. Hello. Really glad to be here again. Yeah. It's been a really good weekend. Yeah. Well, okay. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. I went on vacation. I had fun. But. So you didn't see shithousery? Hmm. I uh, did not. Okay. But before we get there, next week, this podcast will be 21. Yes. And can go visit where, Ebony? They can go visit Tasty Beverage Co. right here in downtown Raleigh. That's tastybeverageco.com. They have plenty of selection of beers. Uh, stop in today. Tell them Six Point Weekend sent you. Get a free koozie. They look pretty good, if I do say so myself. That's right here in downtown Raleigh, tastybeverageco.com. We're also a part of the Beautiful Game Network. That's bgn.fm. That's on Twitter and Facebook. We're also friends of the pod on Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. And we're also on Patreon. Uh, every dollar counts. If you like what you hear, go, uh, stop by. That's patreon.com slash weekend. Our first bonus episode is coming up, ProRel. Be on the lookout for that if you are a subscriber. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to flip the table, and um, we're going to not do Dead Whales first this week. We're going to go to the Courage, who were very patriotic and scored four goals on the fourth and picked up yet another win because that's really the only thing that they do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, it was crazy for me. Like After, after the fact, I kind of realized – that it was kind of good, but um, the the fourth goal that we scored was kinda kinda out there. There was a player down. We scored anyway, <laughs> but then I'm like one, two, or four. <laughs> <laughs> it's one, exactly. two, or four. We had three goals. I'm like, oh, they're gonna score three goals this week. No, four goals. Courage went again, four one over Chicago. Yeah. It was a great night. Here's the fun thing about this team. Every time that we get on this show and we point out any sort of potential flaws <laughs> that this team has, they seem to respond by saying, hold my beer, and then proving us wrong. Case in point, early in the season, the Courage struggled to get their shots on frame. Hold my beer. And they get six on frame and score four up in Washington to yep. beat the Spirit. The Courage faced these major challenges against the teams in the Pacific Northwest. Fam, hold my, hold beer. my beer. They win 4-1 in Portland. They win 4-1 in Seattle. And then the one we brought up just last week. The Courage averaged three goals a game on the road, but only one goal a game at home. Y'all, hold my beer. <laughs> the Courage score four at home on July 4th to beat Chicago. Oh, man. Two Lord. plus two is four. This, <laughs> is, <laughs> Mets. this is a beautiful, beautiful team. I mean, Ooh. it was a beautiful game after a two-hour rain delay. Yes. Um, which brought back another installment of, <laughs> of Whiskey Tailgate. <laughs> I, it's the best worst thing. I, I never recommend it, but I absolutely hope you get a chance to experience it. Which, which whiskey did you guys have this um, time? I believe on Wednesday was Jim Beam. 
I think. That's dangerous. Mm. I can't. I can't remember. It's all a little fuzzy. Um. It wasn't. It wasn't Iron Rose again. No. Wild Rose. No. 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 (laughs) Um. And then Sunday, Saturday. I'm sorry. Saturday for the men's game. It was. We had another whiskey tailgate for some reason because somebody hates us. Um. (laughs) Actually, it was a scotch, and I believe Walt had bourbon, and Chris had a Jello shot. It's all it's all a blur, oh, and there was a lot God of and there was a lot of homebrews yes, that God game. Yes, quite we'll, a few. We'll take we'll, we'll go back to the homebrews in a second. Yeah, let's NCFC. get back let's get but, back to this courage game. Yeah. Let's talk first off about Crystal Dunn continuing to have a fantastic season. Oh yes, scored the opening goal in the twentieth minute and basically just created space for herself. Just dinked the ball to her left foot, got it all the way across, um, and inside the near post. You know, Alyssa Nair had no shot. That sounds at very that familiar. Ball. Alyssa Nair has no sh- had no chance to escape a lot of these goals. Um, no, she didn't. Not Ben <laughs> Williams. Not this I'm sorry. Ben Williams upper ninety. I know, right? Yeah, Ooh. that was a beautiful. I shot. mean, Crystal Dunn is is literally having fun, scoring goals, and creating chances for other players too. She's uh, tied for second in the league for goals. I believe mm-hmm. she's tied first for in the league for assists. Because I believe she has five assists, I believe. Um, but she's tied for second in the league with goals with Christine Sinclair and Lindsay Horan. Of yeah. course, Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr. So she's leading with eight after a hat trick over the weekend. Whatever. Well, <laughs> it was interesting that Sam Kerr, for the first time since the Courage have been here, was not Sam Kerr at Salem Stadium at Wakeman Soccer Park. Trademark? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This was, I believe, this is the third game she's played against the Courage in Sandlin Stadium. And this was the first time she did not get a goal against us. And that's because the Courage defensively were unbelievably uh, good. All the time. Unbelievably good. Like even, even in the first half, the Courage were literally 11 behind the ball. When, they, when we were defending in front of the South Stand, it was impressive watching them track back. Jess McDonald tracking back as well, being an awesome defender. The yeah. entire team was really, really good defensively. And it was crazy because it really felt like Chicago had the upper hand during that first half. It was just long ball through the middle. There goes Sam Kerr. <laughs> and, <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. Right. She had a couple of good chances in yeah, this game. Yeah, she did. Too. But Abby, the, both Abbeys did a really good job of tracking back and blocking shots. Uh, Roland seemed to have very good command of her box for the week. Um, it was very like it was an all-around very impressive game. We went into halftime up 1-0 thanks to Crystal. Um, because of the rain, the huge rain delay, we had to do fireworks at halftime. Which was great and also disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I have questions. I have lots. So what 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 made anyone think that a dance remix of Childish Gambino's "This Is America" was a good idea for a fireworks show? I, I had several questions too. Like I had questions. How about did this that. song get appropriated that quickly? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Like, this is America. But like you what you don't notice is like all the like three fourths of the stadium were just like bopping along and everyone in the South Stand was like, er, 
Uh, <laughs> pause. <laughs> so you're wondering contraband, how we got contraband, here. Contraband, 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 contraband. I'm like, um, first of all, how dare you? And <laughs> second of all, how do you follow that with Janet Jackson? <laughs> I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, was it Demi and then Miley? You ended with Miley. They did end with Miley. It always Party ends with USA. Miley. <laughs> so we just gotta have a talk guys that's just we'll talk about that hold the phone yeah, yeah. we'll we'll get there <laughs> but uh we did have the halftime fireworks and then the courage were like okay well we didn't get to see the fireworks this time so we're gonna make our own yeah. we talked mm-hmm. about the lynn williams goal uh dabinia being dabinia um that goal on the um the soft touch outside foot um can we go back and talk about her sombrero because that was good. The Techers. Yes. The Techers. Oh, techers. good God. <laughs> I mean, I watch that video every morning just for pure motivation. Good. Like, <laughs> like, you should be doing the same as well. Yes. That was amazing. It seems like she's she's good for a Techers gift like once every two matches, at the very least. At the least. <laughs> the very least. Like, she had, like, if you see the whole, like, if you see the whole GIF or the whole, like, six second, like, however you, whatever you want to look at it as. Harchie. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> like she had the whole not just the, the two defenders that were on her she had the whole field going the wrong way because when you see her loop it over you see everyone stop and then run the other way because the like even our players like they all like they're all moving once and then everyone on the field just instantly turned around and started running the other way because the being like it was just that beautiful of a goal like, I mean, not not goal. I'm sorry. It was almost a goal because like that deserved to be finished Felt like off. It deserved, <laughs> it deserved yes, to be it finished off with a goal. goal. But um, she got her chance to shine too with a goal in the 69th minute. So once again, we got quick goals coming. 67th and 69th minute from uh, from Lynn and from Dabinia. That's the that's another game where we hit them in quick succession. Where right. remember in Orlando, it was three goals in three minutes and. Was it in Seattle? No, it was in Portland Mm -hmm. where it was like three goals in like five minutes. Like these quick succession goals are happening like every game. And we're rooting these teams three, four goals. And you're just kind of like, think of the children courage. Like, (laughs) please. And then Kristen Hamilton finished it off with a great header. Great for her to beat her defender to the ball. I mean, she was all alone. Right. Especially since the goalkeeper was out looking at the down player. <laughs> that that like, goal, I have to be honest, the goal made me feel a little weird. <laughs> it was nice to see us score it, but it was, it was, it was, it was kind of odd. Yeah, but I mean, Alyssa had to do the same thing we did. Watch the replay. Oh yeah, the <laughs> against the um the Williams goal because yeah. she, she scored right in front of us. And she literally turned around and looked up at the video board and just as starts we were. looking like, what the, what was that? Like, is this real life? Like, this is what's just happening to me right now. Her, I mean, it's not really fair to listen there. Um, she, her defenders are kind of like leaving her high and dry right now. Nobody's stepping up to balls. And same thing with like Ashlyn in Orlando. No one's stepping to the player or stepping to challenge for the ball. It's like all the U.S. all the U.S. national team goalkeepers are struggling mightily right now because and the defenders are terrible. And that's so te- and that's so terrifying, especially because we have qualifiers coming up right here in Cary, North Carolina. Ooh, that's and that's so, yeah. right? yeah. Abby, 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 Abby Doll Camper will take care of that. Well, thank you, Abby. I appreciate it because. Uh, <clears throat> If you have to, if you have to base it, if you have to base who you call up 
for the national team for the goalkeeper position on us on nwsl play you're not calling in there or ashland at this point you think you got to start thinking about french and abby smith do you call in katie Rowland? she gets a nod at the she gets a look at a look like i like like through binoculars or like are we just like how how high of a look? I don't. I, yeah. I I feel like I feel like so. the national team probably doesn't rate Katie Rowland right now. No, which you which know, is considering so how good how good she has been these last several games. That's for two seasons. Yeah, for the last two seasons. Yeah, maybe a little bit unfair, but who knows? I mean, Ashland's always going to get that nod. I mean, you got to have a save of the week come from somewhere. But <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> The fact that she's capable of those saves of the week is probably one of the reasons <laughs> the why she's she keeps, rated. <laughs> the oh. fact that she keeps putting herself in those situations to be keeper to have saves of the week because her distribution out the back is horrible. She can't come in a box. I have a lot of strong feelings. Like my feelings <laughs> about Ashley Har- Ashlyn Harris and her goalkeeping is the same as as of Carly Lloyd and her 100% work rate. So and her zero percent film room study. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't you mean one hundred and ten percent? Oh, I forgot. One ten. One ten. One ten. <laughs> but speaking of um, save of the week, Denise O'Sullivan. Oh yes. Header off the goal line to keep it nil nil. That was that early was, in the game. That was such a crazy turn of events because first of all, like Roland. Roland, what happened? I think she went after a deflection or yeah. something. And so O'Sullivan's there on the goal line. She hops up, nods it away from the corner, and then the ball just didn't touch the turf for the next <laughs> 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like 12 headers, at least, I think. And then uh-huh. we finally got out and cleared the ball and started a counter. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Like Our defending in that game was unbelievable. Like, this, team, this team honestly is one of the best teams possibly in the world and they get a chance to show that later um so that's later this month isn't it the um the ICC, women's in the icc in miami and just imagine if we go out and win that people can't tell us nothing can't say anything like think about so we're we have 39 points yep uh 13 clear of the of the second place player that's uh, Seattle. Second place team, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. They have 26 <laughs> points, but they have a game in hand. Yep. Um, they as, as of right now, 54 points will clinch the supporter shield. Correct. So we need another 15 to clinch the shield. We only need another eight to clinch a playoff berth. Right. So this team is in a great position, and they're going up against tomorrow night the Washington <laughs> Spirit, yeah. who are still without – Mallory Pugh and Francisco Ortega. Yep, which are two very big losses for that team. Ashlyn, um, Ashlyn, Ashley Hatch is in is kind of up and down right now. She's mm-hmm. trying, but she kind of needs a little four, help. I think I saw she had four goals on the season. Four so goals. Far. Yep. Rose oh. Lavelle is sort of healthy. She's not playing a full ninety minutes. I think she came on against Orlando and played a good fifteen twenty, I believe. Um, so they go. They have Washington at home, uh, and, and then, then they travel to Sky Blue. That's no, that's this coming Saturday. That's coming Saturday. Uh, they are also without a win in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've given up more goals than they've scored. 
And the fans are not happy about and it. And the fans are not happy about it. Showing solidarity with uh, Cloud9 right there. Mm-hmm. You guys called out your front office and they put out a blanket statement. I hope you guys hold them to it because I believe something does need to be done in Sky at, at Sky Blue. Like, players aren't leaving for a reason. Yeah. Absolutely. So. <coughs> and then after that, we've got um, Utah, yep. which has yep. been our bugaboo team this year. Yeah. We this have not yet beaten Utah this season. And this is our first time playing there, right? Correct. Yes. This is our first time playing in Utah. Ooh. And that's going to be a nice big crowd. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's put this out to everyone here in the group. Next three games. Washington, Sky Blue, mm-hmm. Utah. Mm-hmm. The over/under for points on these three games is eight, which means that you can't well, you can't push. You can't push. I can't push. So it's it's either seven <laughs> or, nine. or nine, nine or less. <laughs> or Willis. <laughs> I'm oh. going under with seven points. Mm. The tie is gonna come in Utah. So you don't think we're actually gonna beat Utah this time around? We didn't beat them last time around. Well, no, that's true. We haven't beaten them yet, so there is that. I think we tie. I'm going over because this team, this team literally defies literally all reason. <laughs> <laughs> Give them another hold my beer moment. Right? Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going nine. Just like you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about who's going to win the Golden Boot. I'm like, I'm going to go with Ronaldo because you can't deny his sheer force of will. It's the same with the Curse. Like they're. They they really do defy all logic at this point. Yeah. They've lost once in a game that did that game happen? No. Okay. What, yeah. What game? So no, yeah, they haven't lost. They haven't <laughs> lost. Undefeated. <laughs> that wig snatch from Brittany Radcliffe. Yes, I haven't forgotten that. Right. So so this is a, this is a squad that really they can. It really feels like they can really do whatever they want. So I'm going nine. Okay. I am going to go with Ebony on this. I am going to say seven points, wins against Washington and Sky Blue, and a draw against Utah. And my hand is right here. Feel free to put your glass in it and, I and, hold I, it. and prove me wrong. Hold my beer. I will happily do it for you, Courage. I, I think I'm going to have to go with the majority here. I think... The first two games, absolutely, I, I see good wins coming from those. But Utah, especially at home, it's our first time out there this season. It, it's going to be an incredible crowd and atmosphere for the home team. I just, I believe in our in our girls. I think they're going to absolutely defy the odds and prove us wrong and force all of us to be double fisting their beers. But I'm ready. My gut reaction is. It's gonna be a Royals draw. Yeah, yeah. I'm going nine. I'm really just gonna sit here and I'm gonna be the contrarian again. We're gonna hold <laughs> Jonathan's beer. Yeah, and <laughs> the courage beer. Yeah. If we're proven wrong. If I get the shield, I can just put them all on that. All on the shield. I want to hold <laughs> all the beers on the shield. It's a very nice plate if you see it. Yeah, I mean, it's really nice. It's, just it's, let me. It's just a good thing to serve it to the cup and pour it into the cup with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh man, I really want that. I want the. I want the championship this year. That'd be great. Yes. Let's get there. Let's let's get it. Do I have to look up for plane tickets to Portland now? Maybe. Maybe. God. Maybe. So I know. Been, I already know that I'm going to be there. 
We've so. been doing the the magic number math on this podcast for the last few weeks. I think um, we've now been whittled down to eight to clinch a playoff spot at the very least. Eight yeah. points, right? So that's basically... If Jonathan's right, two wins and two draws. Basically yeah. this weekend. Basically this <laughs> basically, weekend. Yeah. And judging by the fact that it's it's eight points and you have to rely on other teams, it's basically if the courage continue to hold to form. Knock, knock. Right, right. If they hold to form, it's going to turn into like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, will, we will clinch playoffs before we meet Portland in theory. Yeah, I hope so. That's crazy. That'd be fantastic. So when we go in, we can just demolish them. And that's gonna be a good rivalry weekend. Oh, it's gonna be great. I'm so ready for that weekend. Can you imagine how hype they're gonna go in, like already having clinched playoffs and being so close to the Shield, and then hosting Portland? Whew. I'm gonna need everybody, and their mom and their small children, maybe a distant cousin, to show up for that game, because I want to have the biggest party in the South Stand. You, you want. To have a whiskey tailgate. I want a whiskey tailgate for that one. <laughs> Fireball? Absolutely. Ooh. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I was going to be in anyway. I thought we wanted to have a whiskey tailgate. Ooh. Oh, good, good choice. <laughs> Not a candy tailgate. I mean, Fireball is whiskey. Fireball is whiskey. <laughs> and asterisk. it gets the job done. <laughs> There's, there is an asterisk this the size is, of the moon. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to stop because otherwise it's going to open up a <laughs> 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 yeah. I really don't we want don't to, want to open up that right debate. But Although there is that. another debate that we probably should talk about. Yeah. Did you saw Bob Williams' tweet? I did. Yes. Uh, today? You want me, let, me, let me read this out here. Per a source, NWSL executives met with USL last week about being absorbed into the league. They are unhappy being run by the U.S. Soccer Federation. Talks have been going on for a while. Really? So I have a couple, I have a couple of problems with this quote. First of all, we have no commissioner, so who are these executives? Absorbed into the league. What do you mean by absorbed? Like, are are is USL going to buy NWSL from US Soccer and allow them to run as single entity like they do with USL teams? Um, and, and how does that source? Yeah, and how does that affect the pay? Well, he's not going to you know, reveal this, a yeah, source. The source is never showing the, up. The, the, yeah. source, the is source is never going to show. show. But why but, is it just one source instead of? Multiple sources. Right. Well, I mean, you only need one source. Because he's a guy on Twitter and not my the Washington said, Post. That's why. <laughs> my, I mean, my source could say that the Yankees won the World Series last year. Now, who's no. my source? I don't know. But you can't, you can't just say a source and then. Well, you can say it, but you can. <laughs> you but, can. It's not exactly great journalism. Yeah. It's but, not good. But journalism. then again, it's not journalism. It's. It's, what, it's a guy on Twitter. Yeah. So there you go. He's throwing this out there. Isn't that journalism? What, what, do you mean? what I would like to know is what does this mean for the national team players who are currently getting paid by the USSF? Yeah. But with a, with a, a larger salary cap, well, they still have to be paid by, by U.S. soccer because they are U.S. soccer employees. They just won't get the same extra, bene, extra pay of being allocate it to the NWSL unless they work that deal out. Now, that's the thing, though. Like, you mentioned pay. Like, there's only a handful. Like, there's a handful of these clubs that are also ran by MLS teams. Right. Utah, um, 
I mean, we're not run by an MLS team, but yet. we are yet. yet. Yep. True. Um, but we are paired with uh, with another team. And then you have Orlando. But then what happens with the other squads right. that I think, aren't? I think that opens up. So for the squads that are, I think that opens up a conversation of, I hate to say, Pro-Rel within with, – and a better part. Well, I don't know if Pro-Rel, maybe a, a better part. A pyramid part, of some pyramid, sort. Like yeah. an official pyramid. <clears throat> um and a better partnership between MLS, NWSL, and USL. USL. Yeah, absolutely. But then where does some fit into all that? Because some definitely is pocketing the money from MLS, but they're not getting anything from USL right. in theory. Well, and also removing – like let's say it were, they were to make that split and it wouldn't open up for more MLS-paired teams. I mean, imagine – like I think we said it before the podcast, like – and in previous ones, like Atlanta, LAFC would be amazing teams to, t- to create and take on a, an NWSL team. Like, what happens to people who have hopes to have an NWSL team? And like, if there's not that partnership. It, there, there's, I think there's benefits to the NWSL-USL partnership, but I think right now... It just doesn't make sense as it is currently. Well, like just to do a clean split, it wouldn't make sense. There would have to be some changes. I don't Absolutely. think this necessarily destroys the hopes of no. anyone who wants to have an NWSL expansion no, team. No, I'm thinking. I think more it makes it easier actually. A, a partner, In a sense, it well, does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking just for strictly partnered teams, like uh, like LAFC ladies or Atlanta ladies, something that's like directly tied to MLS. But in theory, the owner could still have an atlanta team they're just not the five stripes that there may be a blue team that's totally different name like well because so there are mls teams that are that do have like partnerships with usl teams union and still chicago and st louis chicago and st louis yeah all the twos kansas city and swope park yeah oh yeah um sounders and sounders two timbers and timbers two yeah um so like that partnership is already there so if the NWSL were to get bought by USL, could you use that as the same? Could you run that as the same entity? Like that's true. Yeah. Hey, I don't want a USL team. I want NWSL team. Yeah, that, that actually could be very interesting because then, which I mean, makes USL it USL already has a lot of teams, and yeah. I mean right. they're pretty filled with where the markets are. I'm sure there's a few that are missing, and there's yeah. all the uh, other leagues, but I think. With NWSL, I mean, there's so much uncharted territory there's, that there's you a lot really of gaps. Throw one out there, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of gaps. There's room to grow. But you saw, but you saw what happened with FC Kansas City when mm-hmm. they were in FC Kansas City, but then didn't really survive because, although you have M- MLS there with uh, Sporting, Kansas, yeah. Sporting um, wasn't really interested in taking over that team. Exactly, right. though, yeah, yeah. because the ownership team there wasn't really working out too well, mm-hmm. um, and so they weren't really seeing them. They weren't really seeing the market for it, which is kind of weird. Um, but imagine, but they pl- but the, but Swope's, yeah. Swope's Parts Rangers played where where FC Kansas City played, and you weren't seeing the same turnout. It was. Very weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, talking about the partnership, though, on a very selfish level, I would like to be able to combine ticket packages. Yeah. That's also <laughs> true. That would be nice. So that purely, would be great. So purely for our, our selfish needs, I would love for the NWSL to get bought by. Yeah, absolutely. I, like if there was an option to do a double, a double header, quote unquote, season tickets, absolutely. Oh, like, yeah. 
it's you know if you've got the time and the resources to go to NCFC and Courage games as much as you can, like I'd love to have that flexibility. How much do you want to bet that Malik is one of those executives? Oh. <laughs> Would not surprise me. <laughs> but Would not surprise but me. I see it as a positive though, if it if it were true, like for for him and I think for our Paulson, club. At least. I, I for him, the executives. I could definitely see it being uh, him, Paulson, and. Um, Who's the owner of Seattle? Oh yeah. Um, Forgot. A, I can't remember. The, the owner of the Sounders or the or the Rain? Oh, the Rain. The Rain. Okay. I can see those three being like the spearhead. Yeah, um, absolutely. I can see that. Um. Before we leave here, we have to make sure because we we did this last week. We need to make sure that we we're, we're kind of doing it again this week. Hail came on. Yeah, I forgot yes, about that did. part. <laughs> Hail. Yes, Hail. she did. And she came on about the time that. We thought she would. It was around yeah. the 70th minute, right. I believe, that she came on. And she looked good out there. Yeah. She, really she looked good. I mean, she she came she's, on a, and she's, she's a great player. She came on and then we scored a goal. So yeah. her goal. Her impact was there. Yeah. Her her goal helping percentage is very 15 high. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so very high. And I mean, we'll see a little bit more as the games go on, depending on how much more involvement she gets. But I know our apprehension was. How was she getting training between her departure from Arsenal Women to signing with us? I, it, it looked like she didn't skip a beat at all. Like between A and B, when she got to go on the field, she was she was fine. Yeah. She was excellent, and she adds that width to this team. Added you know when whenever they need it, you could see her getting those crosses in the box, and we know how accurate a kicker she can be. Oh. Right? It's so. like it was like watching the Olympics all over again in the hundred and twenty second minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some Canada fans just tuned out. Oops. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah, I know how many listeners we have in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the courage win four one. They go. Um, oh no, they're not. They don't go on the road. They they're at home again. Yeah. Yeah, they're at home they're again. At home tomorrow night. Come yeah, on tomorrow out, folks. Night. Yeah, we're recording this on. July the 10th. They play again on the 11th at home. So, yeah, we'll be there tailgating. So, we'll, we're, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Courage of Spirit. But right now, we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about our beloved dead whales. <laughs> Why back do you sound so bit. sad? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to take a quick moment to say thank you to our lovely sponsors, Tasty Beverage Company. They have done an awesome job of helping us and supporting us. We hope you will support them too. Head on down to their downtown Raleigh location, or if you find yourself in Asheville, they have an Asheville location. Tasty Beverage Company has all the best beer, local beer, best beer around the world, best beer around the country. Stop in, tell them Six Point Weekend sent you, they get you a free koozie. Can't beat that. Tasty Beverage Company, tastybeverageco.com. All right, welcome back to episode number 20 of Six Point Weekend. We got three. Um, well, actually, no, we got four. We got four. We got four. Let's start this over. Welcome back to episode 20 of Six Point Weekend. <laughs> we got four out of six out of the two matches. Um, the Courage won. Yay. Yay. Um, the Whales got a point. Um, out of two games. Out of two. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. Um, I was on vacation. Um, this last weekend, I went to Washington D.C. It was really great. Um, I went to go see the Nats on Sunday. I took a detour on my way from there. Um, for those of you that are 
DC United fans. So sorry. Yeah, as, you know, that there is that. So um, take the green line to Navy Yard. Get off there. Go past the ballpark. Walk another three or four blocks. It's about a ten-minute walk from the Navy Yard. Uh, Navy Yard stop. I went to go see Audi Field, the house that Waza built. Um, <laughs> which I, I made the joke in one of my group chats. My friends were like, no, that's the house that Ben Olsen built. I'm like, it was a joke.gif. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, for a place that's opening on Saturday, it does not look done. Um, <laughs> they have um, signage up at the um, at the team store, you know, like the most decorated club in American soccer, which is true. Um, and I'm really excited just to see Audi Field um, in action. But there was no like Audi Field signage outside, so I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little worried for for Saturday to come around. There's still a lot of chain link fence. Um, one street is still blocked. <laughs> but go on DC United. Go do the thing. Uh. Um, but anyway, not to Ledesma. Um, <laughs> the whales did play and, um, because twice. I was not, yeah, they did play twice, um, uh, twice in between we were last year. Um, one of those games was okay, which is pretty good. Let's go ahead and get this Pittsburgh game out of the way first. Yeah. The game I mean, on Wednesday night. They also suffered a weather delay up in, uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they started before us and ended after us. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so it was a, a 2-0 loss, um, they appeared to come out, at least according to the uh, the team lineup sheet. They came out in a three-five-two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was. <laughs> I want. I want to jump in here. I want to jump in on the three-five-two. Now, what have we been doing over the last month or so? Just saying, F it, FC. <laughs> Let's go do it. And Colin Clark said, "Okay, you know what? Hold my beer. <laughs> here we go." And put Dre Fortune in as an attacking forward, they, as an attacking mid. And then put T. Shippagani up top. Yeah, that's my issue. Like, <laughs> um, so I want I want to know because like we were we were here watching the courage. I want to know how exactly it played out because they had T. listed up there up on the right side. So I just assumed that he would be floating out wide, and you had Dre playing like a false nine. Like you know, like if you're playing. If you're playing FIFA and you're making your own formation, you can put somebody up all the way up in that top corner. Yeah. And they're saying that they're there is technically a forward, but they're really playing out on the wing. So I'm assuming that's really what happened with T up there. Um I don't know. Three defenders? Not even three good ones. Like Yeah, that was part of the problem, I think, because you had it was it was Guillen Harrington and Tobin. Yep. Uh, in the ba- as the back three, and I, you know, I've made Harrington. my feelings about Michael Harrington fairly clear on this show. Uh, but it from the reports that I read about this game, it basically sounded like Pittsburgh had their way attacking that back three, and they just made them look slow. I mean, that's what happens when you play a 3-5-2. I hate the 3-5-2 on the principle that Steve Bruce used it all the time and would... With I'm, no I'm still I'm still mad about getting relegated the last time that with Fulham. I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad at Steve Bruce about it, so I hate the 3-5-2. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, it's it's difficult because you you're putting a lot of pressure on those wing backs. Like they have to be back. The entire like the entire midfield has to collapse in a three five two. And if you're not in that um, constantly in practice, because they played Saturday and then went back out on Wednesday in a three five two. 
Like, that's got to be something that they had to have worked on for a long time because you can't just roll out from a 4-4-2 into a 3-5-2 and expect something to happen. Do we know that they actually worked on this? I mean, we don't. That's I mean, part they, of the they problem here. They could have. I don't know. So why not break that out earlier? Let, yeah, let's go Let's go up against the second team in the East. Yeah, the, the, the second best team in the East right now. And throw out a new formation in a 3-5-2 where Tisha Polani is your forward. What chapter is that in Jurgen Klinsmann's book? Oh, goodbye. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you had to cut deep. Uh, it, this, this honestly felt like a throwaway in a sense that we were effectively conceding against this really good team and just trying something for the sake of trying it. And maybe we were just trying to shake. Maybe they were trying to shake things up a bit. I understand that, but it didn't work. For what it's worth, they scored. Um, Was it? They scored right before half. They scored right before half. So one nil, and we held on. They scored again late. So, by all intents and purposes, maybe they like we had a chance to be in it late. I mean, losing to the to the team that's second in the table in the East is not bad, and losing two nil is not bad. Perhaps not. Yeah, but it's not really the result we're looking for. On it's the road. not the result that we're looking for, which brings us on to the the game against the battery, which is really a chance where we could have had the result that we're looking for. Again, I was, yeah, I was out of town, and all I saw was the clip. <laughs> the clip. The, the clip. clip. Did you see it on? Did you see it on ESPN? Did you see it on Sports Center? Did you see it on everywhere? Where did you see if, it? If it's Monday everywhere. Was it was a on the Don't forget game. the Guardian. FIFA oh, yeah. in real life. It really was FIFA in real it was, life. It was, it was so truly FIFA good. in real life. Like a post, a goalkeeper's back, a clearance off the line, the a next, trip in the box. The next time I see a center back, uh, just. Mag, uh, magnetize himself to a ball to clear when I'm playing FIFA, I won't be as mad because I'll say, I've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen. I we, watched we, it. The three of us saw it happen in we, person. We I, was, I watched it with my own eyes and so I still don't believe it. I, I have to ask you, did you breathe? Because no. if I was there, I, I would have held my breath no, for the I, I, I technically died for 45 yes. seconds. Everyone was yelling. It's like you couldn't hear you couldn't hear anyone else's yelling over your own yelling. That's how crazy it was. All, everyone on the pitch, everyone in the supporters group stand were all just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like, oh my god, why? No, no, yes, no. I technically died for 45 seconds because I held my breath for so long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but she got better. Oh God! Now see in hindsight, in hindsight, because it was Wizard Night. If Professor McGonagall was there, they could have just said Alohomora uh, and unlocked the goal and you scored. You know what? <laughs> you went, you went, you went so nerdy so fast. This is I, what I'm I here I want to go a little further on that because remember in the Quidditch match when Quirrell and Snape were countering each other. Yes, that's exactly that's, what happened. That is exactly there what happened. There was a Charleston fan and an NCSC fan that were countering each other the whole time for that last thirty seconds, and 
And then Someone, Ron, and then no Ron one. eventually set somebody's robes on fire, and then it was and over. And then, it, and then, it, <laughs> but then it just stopped. Nobody scored. I want to know who put the reverse spell on the referee in that game. Yeah. Oh my god! Because I felt like there were a lot of foul calls that really went in the wrong direction for both sides. In that, for fair. both sides, and I, now yes, absolutely. To be, to be fair, he did call it both ways. He called it wrong, wrong both, both ways. ways. <laughs> like he was, was, he was a hundred percent wrong both like, ways. So you can't really of be mad. These teams. There was no, like, aside from the point, there was no positive really for anybody. And then and there was what let, and this was right before that clusterfuck in the 30 seconds was one of our guys went down and went, got back up and ran into the, the ref was facing the other way. Both of them weren't paying attention, but the ref impeded physically into a player it looked but, like but and the, the, the worst part was point, the ref, going. and the worst, and another at another point the ref blocked the ball which led to a turnover which pissed off I know Kyle Becker was yeah, pissed Becker at the ref was to pissed. No end. but the, the 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 worst part was like after the ref realized he was in the way he didn't do, he didn't do any, anything. He was he not urgent there. to like move. He just was like, oh, look, like, oh, you're what? falling on me. Oh, okay. Well, let's just keep going, I guess. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual goals here for a minute. First off, let Charleston essentially pressed our defense. We've had this tradition now all season of trying to build from the back. Yeah. And we tried to do that this time around. And yeah. teams are very quickly realizing that they we put a little bit of pressure on that back line and there's a you might be able to create an opportunity from it. And that's what Charleston did. They were able to block um, uh, one of uh, Connor Tobin's attempts to clear. And the next thing you know, they're it, was getting, in. it was in. They were getting yeah. a shot on frame. That was, And it was so quick, too. Like, I, I, had just en- I had been looking at somewhere else in the field, and then I had just enough time to notice that Charleston was celebrating. I was like, and everyone just, it just went kind of silent. Like, everyone was like, oh, fuck, really? Yeah. And I was like, and we saw the replay, and I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, it mm-hmm. just was so, uh, they, they were pressing us so hard in that moment. Now, to be fair, NCFC did get come back, get the draw. Yep. So, um, Nelson Blanco came in uh, for Dre Fortune at some point around the between the 70 and really 75th late. minute. It was fairly yeah. it was fairly late. The, this was the second sub of the game. Austin had to come out due to what appeared to be a potential concussion. Kind of head it was a head like. injury of some sort. He did tell me after the game that he was fine. So, maybe they just did a concussion protocol on yeah, him to be and, sure. And thankful that they did. And he yes. he seemed okay when he by the, when they got him off the f- pitch, but it, it was still a rough call. Bringing uh, Blanco on for Fortune looked like it was the right move, and he was the one I believe who set up uh, Daniel Rios for yes. the equalizer. Yeah. He now, got his first. I know that was in the 81st minute. I know when he came on, there was a little bit of apprehension in the stands. I think we were just kind of like, "Well, we hadn't seen him we hadn't seen all him. year." Yeah. Basically. No, he we were played like, one game. Well, I, I, he subbed in for in the Pittsburgh game, I believe. Okay. Well, yeah. at least at home. Yeah. So it wasn't apprehension as in, oh, my God, we're going to make mistakes. It was just like, what I don't know. What can he how, do? What's this going to do? But it, he did help open it up, and that was, I think it was positive in that regard, at least. Which was necessary given some of the shithousery that did, went on in this game. Yeah, there was a lot of Neymar challenges happening on the field from Charleston. This might be weird to really say. I, th- I think it benefits both teams that there was a draw. I realize that Charleston 
scored first, could have won. But I think with as much that went down for both teams between the refs, between that last 30 seconds, I, I think a draw was the best that could have come of this entire night, except if it would have been a draw with no goals. That would have been the only other thing I can think of. So going forward, um, I really guess you could say that the mo- the rest of the season really is just a revenge tour for NCFC. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, specifically more so here in these next couple weeks. Next match, Bethlehem Steel. We owe them. We're going up there July 14th. July 21st, at home against TFC2. Need to win that. July 28th against Pittsburgh. Very good team. They come here. See what happens there. And then August 4th, Southern Derby. Begins, Charleston. finally. There's been a lot of talk about how we're playing, though, within these games, like the 3-5-2 formation, like where'd that come from? And then we either score first and give up a late lead or we have to come back from behind to either try to salvage a point. Um, and it was brought up in one of our discussions actually Simon um very vocal very vocal about our play um through this quote out there and I think it's a very good question so I think um he said um during the final 15 minutes or so in the Charleston thing in the Charleston game I thought about what Kurt Johnson said on on the inverted triangle podcast um something to the effect of we're only a four game winning streak away from the playoffs well, looking at the schedule, it looks like we only have three games where we have only won against the opponent, which was Penn, ATL2, and Matthews. Um, so where are these four straight wins going to come from? I'd like to address that one, if y'all don't mind. Um, I'd it. like to relate this whole four-match winning streak quote with another quote that Colin Clark had yeah. uh, at the post-match presser. Uh, after the Charleston game. This was the quote from Colin Clark. We now come into a stretch where it's a game every weekend, and that's an important stretch. We need points in that stretch, and they're at home. Right now, we're not where we want to be, but trending in the right direction, I feel. Trending in the right direction. Who the hell is he fooling? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about trends for a minute here, shall we? <laughs> Let's talk about some trends here. Five points in the last five matches. Oh. Eight points in the last eight matches. Ooh. He's heating up. <laughs> Fifteen points dropped in nine home league ties. Ten dropped in the last five home ties. He's there was third. a time when Wake Med Soccer Park, before it became Salem Stadium at Wake Med Soccer Park. Trademark. Trade was a fortress. Teams did not want to come here because we were constant winners here. And now we're getting a come-from-behind draw against a team that is effectively pretty beatable. And this is trending in the right direction? In what universe is any of this trending in the right <laughs> direction? And, and here comes Kurt Johnson on Neil Morris's podcast talking about this mythical four-match winning streak. Uh, excuse me, Kurt. We haven't won one, more than one in a row in this league all season. The only time we've won two in a row, we were playing amateur sides in the U.S. Open Cup. He's on fire. <laughs> and all I want to know is, what are y'all doing to change this? 
See, I'm not upset that the team is struggling. I understand, you know, when teams struggle. I have supported struggling teams in the past. What I'm upset about is we currently have this manager and this GM going out there, putting lipstick on a pig, and calling it Miss America. Excuse me, this organization employs a pageant queen. We know what that looks like, okay? <laughs> yes. What are you doing to change this? What are you doing to improve this squad? Are you making any trades? Are you going out and getting any loan deals? What changes? Because something has to change with this current squad. These results are not good enough, and they have earned every one of these results. You want to talk about being in a playoff position. First off, let's talk about the three points we dropped against Bethlehem Steel at home because we couldn't hold the lead. Let's talk about the two points that we dropped in Toronto against the worst damn team in USL. And let's talk about these two points we just dropped last Saturday. There's seven points right there. We get those seven points, we're in seventh place. And we're in a playoff position, and we're not having this conversation. But you know what? We didn't get those points, and we're not good enough to get those points. So tell me, what are you doing to fix that? Because right now, the vibe I am getting from this front office is that it doesn't care about the results on the pitch. And if you've got an organization that doesn't care about the results on the pitch, why should I care about it? Why should I go out and buy tickets to this club and watch them lose and draw and do not do well enough week after week after week? I didn't renew my NCFC season tickets this season for this reason, because I felt like the club was not moving in a positive direction. And you know what? I hate being right about that. I absolutely hate being right about that. I, I re-upped on my Courage season tickets. I still go to Courage games. I support the Courage. But it's not just because they're winning. It's because they're trying. They are constantly trying to improve themselves week after week after week. And the front office is supporting them. They just went out a few weeks ago and traded for Heather O'Reilly to improve a squad that's already 13 points clear at the top. But now you've got this other team that's in 13th place. That's several, several points out of a playoff position and not looking like they're getting anywhere near it. What are you doing to improve that? What are you doing to change it? Because right now I get the feeling that the front office simply doesn't care that this team is struggling right now. And maybe they have perfect justification for it. Maybe they're throwing all their eggs in the courage basket. Or maybe they know, as well as we do, that the moment the ink is dry on that stadium deal and Don Garber's plane lands at RDU, all four of us will join the rest of Oak City supporters at the press conference celebrating the fact that North Carolina FC will be joining Major League Soccer. But guess what? That hasn't happened yet. And it may not happen. And it right? may not happen. We don't know. What we do know is that right now, this current team is terrible and it needs to improve. And this front office is doing nothing right now to try and improve it. We are halfway through this season and we are stuck in 13th place. We have thoroughly earned our position right now. And I'm not getting any sense that this organization wants to do anything to change that. And you know what? If this organization doesn't care 
about the success or failure of this team, why should I? I mean, it's just like we were talking earlier about Sky Blue and about how they put out their statement saying, you know, the fans were holding them accountable and they're going to strive to improve. I mean, hopefully we can get the same same kind of thing here. But just to, to come back to the heart of the question, I, you know I've been – I've been the staunch optimist on this podcast. I'm going to remain to be. And just for the reason that sports are really, really weird. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I, I work in athletics. I see things all the time. Like, four wins can really come out of nowhere, and you'll be surprised. I mean, they're going to have to. I mean, they're, yes. going, they're <laughs> going to have to. This is entirely correct. But, I mean, four wins can happen. The thing is that looking at this team, it's, it's hard to see where just like what you were saying, Dave. Like it's it's hard to see where, but they can happen. It's just I don't know. Especially not being able to pull the three points from Charleston after having all of those chances. I mean, of course, ball bounces, whatever adage you want to use. But I don't know. You, you would I, really hope to have been able to pull you know, those three points. But but the fact that there there just doesn't appear to be any movement towards improving this team is the thing that really bothers me, and the thing that makes me not want to go out and buy any more tickets to see this team. And I know, and I'm saying that knowing full well that our next home game is against Toronto FC two, and we will probably win that by three goals. Yeah. But that is just the one game, and that one game in the grand scheme of things isn't going to get us over the top. You know what I want from the front office? I want to hold my bear moment. Honestly. I do. I want want to see them say, you know what? Boom. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go out and we're going to sign a player or we're going to make improvements here and here. And I want you to look at this club and say they're trying. Right. Because, like, Dave's, like, it hurts. Like, it really does. And I'm sure the players are as pissed off about this as oh, I am. Yeah, uh, no. And and I think this is it, – it's strange. It, maybe this might be a little far-fetched, but, I, you know, obviously what happens on the pitch happens on the pitch. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like most of our frustration at this point is more with the organization, not not the boys in blue. Like it's, I, it's never the, been with the, them. Sport, it's never. It's ne- they uh, yeah, put it all out it's, there every game, 90 minutes, I full stop. I see how frustrated like, – Especially like Austin and Turbo, oh, like yeah. I see how pissed off they get when things are down, and that and 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 the other boys too. It never screams to me that they don't care that they're just out there to kick a ball. They're they're there to put their all into something that they're extremely passionate about, to fans that are extremely passionate about, and you know, I I don't think I could ever blame them. Mistakes happen, but that's sports. Like right. those. But that doesn't have to do with the greater scheme here. And I think this greater scheme, and we have such a good owner, you know, that really is all in on both of the teams. We we have fans that are very passionate about the teams. You know, it's just kind of like there's this middle between the players, the fans, and the owner that just like, it's an enigma of, all right, is this how much do they care like how much do they really care and i'm just upset that they're sitting here insulting our intelligence telling us that we're trending in the right direction right sorry no we're not and we uh, need to see someone do something about that a quick snapshot of us right now dead whales we're at the midway point played 17 matches we have 19 it's top eight right for playoffs right yes yeah, to top, top eight playoffs as we've talked about all year long like they're 
the middle of the league is a big log jam. We're still six points out of a playoff spot, which in theory is very close. But at the same time, we have to pick up the pace. Have to pick up the pace. I mean, six points out from Penn FC. They've got 25, uh, 25 points, and they played 18. We have 19 points for 5, 4, and 8. And we're exactly level in goal differential. Like, I'm with Dave here. Like, something, something's got to give. Something's got to give. This team can still, I mean, statistically, this team can still be a playoff team. Absolutely. I really want them to be a playoff team, but something has to give. I, I, I do want to echo one more time on um, what I commented on when, with Dave's comment about MLS. Like, I, you know, I know, I know they're putting a lot of eggs in the courage basket, as they should. Mm-hmm. It's an absolutely amazing thing to see this team grow here in North Carolina. And I know that MLS could happen it really could it i mean at this point it is more or less down to the stadium mm-hmm. um and if that happens it happens and if we go up to be the worst mls team we're still going to be an mls team but the fans want that to happen at least a lot of fans want that to happen but i think if we build our hopes up that that's the only thing we need to look forward to that's not good like it's it's like hey we keep making the same position every year we keep making the playoffs but then going out in the first round like you know there's tons of teams and tons of sports that have that that do have that mentality of like all right if we just hit this one point and we stay there we're good whatever fan fans don't want to see that they want to see a little ambition we want growth we want growth and just getting mls is not enough now if we get mls and we get on that stage it opens up a lot of positive things absolutely but unless that happens and we should err on the side that it's not because you never know with stadium deals and dealing with you know politics mm-hmm, and right. land especially and in this state especially in this state you know we're such a back and forth state and city and county all that stuff i think we need to not bank on it anymore i think we need to folk the team or the organization needs to focus on improving what we have now. We made the jump. We left NASL. Awesome. We have a team that gets to play. We have a big league. We get to play our regional rivals. It's in regular season. Like it's all a setup for great things. Now we need to do something with it. I can't even enjoy the Schadenfreude of Charlotte not being in a playoff position either. Because it's like they're still ahead of us. It's like we're we're both going down together, but they still have that much on us, even though we've beaten them. And I do still stand what I said in the early podcast that I would absolutely be elated if we beated Matthews in every single game this season. Absolutely. I will take that as a positive, but getting this far into it and seeing where we're at, I I think that's as a NCFC fan, that's great. As a fan of where I want to see this team go, it's it's not enough. Unless we played them six. Now, if we played them like ten times and we beat them ten times, no, this is not cool. an ASL. It's that's not. Right. It's, not, it's not that. Okay, Puerto Rico FC. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the Dead Wills swim north to Bethlehem Steel uh, this Saturday. We'll be back next week to talk Dead about Will that. Dead Wills swim. They they oh well, they float huh. at, at the very least. 
Um, but then after that, they're back at home July 21st against uh, Toronto FC2. Hopefully, um, friends of the pod, uh, Raleigh City Sports, will bring their homebrew with them again. <laughs> it was um, lit. It yeah. was five stars on tap. Thanks, five guys. Stars. It was wonderful. Five star, five star, five Refreshing. <laughs> top five, top five, top five. Um, Did you have it? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so good on after a how warm it had started to get yeah. <laughs> great label and all that um okay so before we get to ask uh 6pw which uh as always hashtag ask 6pw get to us either on facebook facebook.com slash six point weekend or at six point weekend on twitter um we're also on instagram now um you can ask us questions there. I just don't know if that's really what you want to do. <laughs> um, at Six Point Weekend on Instagram as well. Patreon.com if you like what we do. Patreon.com slash Six Point Weekend. Um, we're getting ready to start doing our first bonus episode, which you mentioned earlier. Um, if you like what we do, you can donate um, dollar a month, one-time fee. Um, we have uh, different stages and different levels of donating. Um, there's stickers. Everybody likes stickers. We have stickers to give you. Um, and you also uh, can get a koozie as well. It's yeah. got our logo on it. Um, it's given to us by our great sponsor, uh, Tasty Beverage Company, um, down in the Warehouse District. Yeah. Got some really yep. good beer. Um, really good friends of ours. Oh, and also, don't forget, um, 19 days from now as we're recording this is the Oak City Classic yeah. uh, Part 2. Hey. It'll be here at London Bridge Pub and at Architect raising money. Um, it's a big fundraiser. It's a lot of fun. Um, there will be a champagne shower for the winners. There will be a money shower for the winners as well. So Turn up. Yeah, you want to go and have fun for that. So um, don't forget about that. Um, all of the information is online. You can also visit oakcitysupporters.com to find out all other information. Okay. Cool. Ask Six Point Weekend. Um, There's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. Ebony, would you like to take it away? Sure. Uh, so our first question is from Seth. Um, the Courage are doing a throwback night. Any thoughts on the possibility of the club honoring the Founders Cup in the stadium or pitch, a star above the crest, or a championship banner? I will say this at first. I would not put a star above the crest simply because these are effectively two different organizations yes. Yes. in two different leagues. I don't think it would be right to have a star above the crest. For I don't want a banner, Technically, though. the team that is playing on this pitch is the... Western New York Flash it is or not was the Western, was New, the York Western New York Flash, but it what it was not the Carol, the Carolina Courage right. that would have that star. Correct, correct. Now a banner, a banner. I, would, I would hang I would hang a banner up in the stadium. Absolutely. And as far as honoring the team on the pitch, at some point, like at halftime, bringing back some you know classic members of the Courage that won that title. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred sure. percent. That stuff is great. Listen, like I also have rules about the star on the crest that if we, um, if slash when, so knock, 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 we, we do get that star, it has to be the one in the logo. Like just put this the star, the same star that's in the logo, just put that above the badge. Yeah. Like, how cool would it be to have our own stars on our crest and not copying everybody else that has you know just a regular star? If we have a star in our logo. Why don't we just use the same star? I that want that so much. That would be so cool. That'd be so cool. So, yeah. Um, team no star because this is not their star, but definitely do honor the past, uh, which they're going to be doing soon. I would. I. It probably won't happen this time, but I think maybe in the future I would say what if they did a throwback jersey 
Whoa. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool. You yes, know, especially indeed. because they're doing that shirt that is the play on the second iteration of the badge and it has the current face like doing No, no, take, no, it's the old It is. That's right. That's yeah, right. It's the old it face. The so, old but imagine taking that concept and applying it to like taking the current badge, changing the colors slightly, whatever you need to do to make a throwback jersey. I think I mean, I'd buy one. Throwback oh, sure. scarf, throwback whatever. For sure. Hashtag throwback. throwback Hashtag throwback for real. All right, um, Chuck uh, asked if we're going off the old adage that there's no such thing as bad press. Does the now viral video of the missed chances help or hurt NCFC? Good press is hey more eyes on the club. Bad press we look like idiots for not scoring with six chances. I mean, it kind of feels like bad press at this point. Just because ESPN got a hold of it, did the whole hashtag SC not top 10. Yeah. And not just that, it's the, the other fact that people are going to look at it. Like, general mainstream people here are still in this country. One, they're going to look at it and say, oh, it's soccer. And two, oh, it's not MLS. It's a lower league soccer. And it's kinda, people are going to look at it and say, hey, you know what? This doesn't look good, which hurts. Yes. I honestly don't think it matters in the grand scheme of things to this club. I think this club is going to succeed or fail in the long run based on factors way beyond one 20-second video. Yeah, I think if anything, this may be something that we see in our timeline memories on Facebook in like five years. And we're like, oh, "Oh, man, I've totally forgot about this. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to see this again. <laughs> but has no, I, I agree. As we think. weep into an MLS jersey? Yeah, true. Yeah, true. 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 Yeah. true. Uh, second question from Chuck. Uh, Rios has been massive for us with the USL leading nine league goals. Let's say he never came to NCFC. How much worse off will we be? Let's not let's even. Not, <laughs> let's not even go there. <laughs> let's Sorry. let's not as, say we did. As bad as we are right now with him. Ugh, let's let's just. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think about it. I really don't. So uh, I will say I'm thankful to have. (laughs) Oh God, yes. Uh, Jonathan from Twitter asked, um, "It's a hypothetical NWSL expansion draft where we can only protect five players. Who do you protect?" I don't like this question either. Jonathan, (laughs) this question is evil. (laughs) Very evil. Because so. In previous expansion drafts, you got to protect nine players, two allocated players, um, and then the rest had to be unprotected. Um, once someone picked two players from your team, every no, they could not pick another player from your team. If they picked a, a U.S. allocated player, they you can no longer no one from your team could be picked again. So to go from nine to five to already choose nine from this team was tough. To have to narrow that down to five was even worse. <laughs> yeah. I think I did it, though. <laughs> Do you guys have five? I can come up with five. Let me hear your five first. My five was McCall, Dunn, Urseg, D'Angelo, O'Sullivan. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. My five, I think, would be Dunn. Williams, Mewis, Zerboni, and Dahlkemper. I would want to keep a lot of the national team players Mm. that are available, and and as well as as, and and just as importantly, keep a strong spine Mm. in the team. Um, 
I, I still don't like this question. Yeah. And I, I don't want to answer it. I don't want to answer it either. I, 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 I wrote, I, I like, like, I was at work writing down names. And I was <laughs> like, no, yeah, no, I can't. But then I leave her. I was like, I just can't. Like, this question the, made me cry. The fact is, is that if there ever is an expansion draft, whoever picks from our team is going to turn into the Vegas Knights. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. No, I agree. That's tough. Yeah, I'm I, don't, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to think on it. It's it's it is kind of tough because I it, it's one of those things where it's like you have to pick your favorite child. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just it, that, that's we all have one, but rough. we can't. <laughs> um, Justin asked two questions. Obviously, um, what is your top wish for the men's or women's team? And uh, we'll answer that question first. Men's team, A signing. Yes, <laughs> that was mine. Yeah. A signing. <laughs> uh, signing. A parentheses. One, close parentheses. <laughs> Give me one. I, I, I'm with Jonathan on this one. I, I would actually like to see more than one personally, but I Just would take one movement. if it makes some improvement to the squad. Roster movement. That's I want to see one really good signing and one at least decent signing i would say like i i think some i don't know what would be a marquee for us really honestly us a, a <laughs> signing would be marquee signing <laughs> remember when we signed omar bravo two years ago yeah that was, uh, that was that exciting was that was exciting awesome. i, I want to see something Another like that and it can be that a one-year thing it can be a one-year thing too on, like have on. have a another omar bravo and Someone we're gonna hold on to for a while. I want to talk about how cool signing Omar Bravo was. Number oh my one, God. he wore ninety nine. Number two, we announced him at halftime. Number three, he, <laughs> he came, came out in <laughs> that game. He came out in one of the gray Carolina Railhawks tenth anniversary jerseys. I love that jersey. I love that jersey. Oh yeah, he came out at halftime holding his child. <laughs> says hi everybody. I play for you now. And then he came on later in the game. That was really damn cool that was, and it was our um who, who did we play it was our um that was a friendly against yeah. um ooh. was that was it west ham it was it might have been west ham it, it might have been the west ham night i think it was west ham west night ham no yeah no it was no, west ham because yeah, swansea was ncfc yeah. yeah so yeah west ham that was uh, so cool and then his second question Bad. was what is one liquor you would ban from existence if you could fireball harsh mm. <laughs> i'll still drink it but not willingly that's hard. That's so mean. How that's many times have you said, "Oh man, rum, a fireball"? This is a great okay. often, all the time. <laughs> in my experience, maybe I need to spend time with you guys instead of my coworkers because when it comes to my coworkers, when fireballs involved, it's not a good thing. Yeah. I'll I'll go with this non agave tequila. Ooh. Yeah. Hashtag agreed. I don't know. I, I haven't found a liquor that I hate yet because I just don't. I don't drink that much. Because like the easy answers, everybody say. Do you need to come to a tailgate. Mm. Mm. I, I tailgate all the time. <laughs> but the easy answers, everybody say, Malort. But <laughs> no, <laughs> you always have Malort. We, Malort can never die. <laughs> no, you try to burn it and it just laughs at you. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I slightly rescind my fireball comment and i will say anything that is similar to fireball that isn't fireball hall like you're you're yes. like I, I love um 
the taste of cinnamon that's great but uh, the other cinnamon whiskeys and you know fireball likes no just please stop let, let one company do it and just leave it alone i'm with you right there i'll rescind it for that much <laughs> okay so jen on twitter asks, does hail start either of these two games over the next week Gut reaction Not says tomorrow. no. Yeah, my gut reaction says no as well. I think she remains a super sub. I honestly don't think we'll see Heo as a starter until the ICC. Right. Yes. Because I know we're going to have a number of players off on international duty yeah. during that period. And I think that would be a time where Heo could come in and probably play 90 minutes. Yeah. I agree. And I, I was going to say playoffs, but if I think... I think ICC would be more reasonable because of so many people being out on call. Uh, and then she also asked, which Courage match was your favorite this year? Mm. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. 4-3 Orlando. Ooh. Ooh. That was a great that's one. That's a good one. 4-1 Portland. 4-1 Portland. <sighs> I'd say 4-1 Portland. Four, I, was, I was about to say 4-2 Washington because I actually went to that game. Um, but yeah, four one Portland nah. felt really, really good. <laughs> it was yes. so great. Um, and our last question was: take you could take any player in the NBL cell and bring them to the courage. Who and why? I think we already did that when we, we signed Hayo. <laughs> so we got Hayo, so I don't know. <laughs> I think we also did that earlier in the season when with when we brought Crystal Dunn here. Yeah, yeah. so I think I'm good. I think we've done that yeah. twice. Yeah. I mean, we're we're literally a FIFA Ultimate Team right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> infinite contracts. We we are a good Vegas Knights. Yes, yes. Uh, Simon uh, on Facebook asked, um, "You've been hired as a new marketing executive for NCFC and NC Courage. What's your plan to get more people to attend games?" Um, one, not to say that they're doing a poor job, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, like. <sighs> More street marketing. Yes. yes. Just go out. I do want to echo like, on that a little bit because we've, we've talked about this before and I think Ryan brought this up supremely well uh, when the World Cup first kicked off. Like where, where were they at London Bridge? I mean, it, MLS, it, it, American soccer in general is not going to appeal to everybody. There are plenty of Euro snobs and, that, and it's just going to stay that way. But some people would be more open to it if it was put in front of their face outside of not top ten. <laughs> right. You know, and instead of that, you know, had had they been set up at Bull McCabe's, at Stag's Head, at uh, London Bridge. London Bridge, Trolley, all the supporters bars that were showing World Cup games, where was the booth? Where were the stickers? Where was the T shirt giveaways? Whatever, you know, like that I think and and we're not gonna get that opportunity for again and that was just one example, but I think that's a a good example of there's something that's the soccer people are coming out of the woods and out of the you know out of the this ground. Is, this, this is, is the the four year cicadas coming out of the ground. Yeah, <laughs> like this yeah. is this is. But I mean, you even I mean, you got the um, you know, you'll have Concacaf coming up. You'll have the Women's World Cup coming up. That's another opportunity yeah. right there. Absolutely. Anytime there's any, even the Olympics. Like anytime there is international soccer going on in some capacity people are going to turn out to bars show up to those now adding to that it's up to the fans too it's not just the club but i would say if we're just giving advice to the club itself show up to the international things at 
pubs. The the Women's World Cup would be a great opportunity, I think, for the courage to market themselves because so many of so many courage players are going to be on that on national that team. team. Yeah. You can come out and say, "Hey, guess what? After the World Cup is over, you can come watch some of these players play in our stadium at yeah. at almost an arm length away." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh also on Facebook asks, um, "You're doing an overhaul at the end of the season for NCFC. Or who are the top five players you prioritize and keep?" Mm. Well, Rios, Rios is already. Rios. <laughs> well, the problem Rios? is Rios is already out of the question because he's a lone player. Yeah. he's going to go right Kip. back to Chivas as soon as the season's yeah. over. I mean, for him to to have as many goals as he does for us right now, I mean, I think for him this has been uh, and for Chivas. This has been a pretty successful season. Yeah. I nominate so, Timbakis. Yeah. 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 I will nominate Timbakis as well. Mine were Timbakis, DJ Taylor, Miller, um, not Connor, um, Miller, Deleuze, and Kanziora. Ooh. Nothing, tur- against, nothing against Turbo. So we I, know Turbo's going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um. But Austin is also. I don't want to lose Austin. Yeah, Austin's kind of yeah. doing a Nas right now, and, and he's and playing again. like he's he's on an upward trend right now in his play. Mm-hmm. So I know I can if I know that I can lock Turbo down like this season for the next couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna push my eggs to try to go. Well, what do we need to keep you here? You know. Yeah. And it's not a knock against Turbo. Turbo no, is I amazing think, I think Turbo defender. Would stay and Turbo Turbo regardless. is yeah. Turbo's my name, my mainstay. I know he would stay, he, he, and not saying that Austin wouldn't stay. No, I think I think for all the many reasons, I think he'd be the more likely to get. Po- yeah, Austin would get poached. Probably more. It, it would be more likely for him to be poached yeah. than Tobin. Right. And I don't think it would be them leaving because oh man, I gotta get out of here. It'd just be they'd be poached. So I would say Austin, we would want to protect. I'd, I would put Stephen Miller on that list as well. I yeah. think he would yeah. get poached as well. Mm-hmm. And then Zach from Twitter asked, have you gone to see your sunflowers yet this year? I'm going next week, and oh. I'm so excited. I'm going this weekend. I'm it's, so excited. It's funny because uh, he came into the uh, hashtag SNST, um, uh, well, hashtag SNST fam, uh, Slack, and they was saying, um, is this the only Raleigh <laughs> Uh, Raleigh place that people aren't talking about the sunflowers and I just immediately responded with sunflower emojis <laughs> but um, I didn't get a chance to go see them next year and last year? um yeah last year. yeah last year you said next year <laughs> I said last year <laughs> I said last year I'm Jonathan sure is the 14th year. doctor <laughs> yeah, he's the 14th doctor <laughs> in the future when the courage have won another cup and you know the they're putting the third star on. Yeah, and the whales have won um, downtown from, you know, like four, five blocks away from here. Um, anyway. It's a long march. It is a long march, <laughs> but it'll be a fun one. Um, Bet. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go see him last year, but um, Runology, one of the um, local running companies, is, is doing um, a run through um, by one of the fields. So I'm super stoked to go out to go see the sun. This is a huge field. Like, it's you can see it off of Western. Right, because I, I know, like... Um, like somebody was talking about like sunflowers over at Dick's Park, and then last yeah. year people were going out to the Noose River Trail. No, they they moved them. So like, oh, they so they moved them. So they didn't plant over there this season. They planted at Dick's. Yeah, at Dick's. That's why. So ah. Noose is kind of hard to get to for a lot of people. Yes, it is. So they were like, well, we have a lot of acres with nothing to do in them. Let's plant sunflowers. Yeah. So 
if you haven't been on Instagram in Raleigh yet. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're not friends with anyone who lives in Raleigh. Close to downtown Raleigh. Yeah. It's there. It's there. Yeah, it's there. lit. So I'm I'm really, really excited to go see the sunflowers. Um we have one more question. It's not something that was asked to us directly. Right. But it's a very good question that I think has been asked on Twitter. But before we go there, I just wanna interject one of my own. Sunflower seeds, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Fuck yes. 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 Cool. All right. Next question. <laughs> um, shelled or unshelled? Shelled. 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 Okay. okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can all still be friends after this. <laughs> We're good. Um, what is the most overused line in 2018? Please, Ebony, kick it off. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Go. It's coming home. <laughs> all right. I have one soccer and one knot. My knot is, and I use it too, so I'm shooting at myself, is living my best life. Yes. And my soccer one is, it's one of, he's one of our own. I know, Harry Kane is one of your own. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't won a league yes. since the 60s. I'm, yeah, going with, I'm going with y'all on that one. Yeah, I don't really have one. <laughs> Somebody, um, for <laughs> those of you know, because that's probably what that those are probably the ones that I would have said hits coming home. Right, like, it's, it's only been yeah. around for it's, four weeks, and it's I only been around for four weeks, yeah. and I'm tired of it. <laughs> for so those of you that have been listening to the podcast, like y'all know that I am supporting Libra, and I, I am very, very heureux. I'm very happy for the fact that we're going to be playing on Sunday. But oh my gosh, somebody asked me, he said, who would you rather face? And I said, Croatia, because I'm tired of it coming home. <laughs> and also, First of all, I have several questions. First of all, is all of football coming home or just England football? No, it's just the football. Just the football. the football. The so football. what did you do to the football to make it leave no, the first time? And why do you think you deserve to have it back? <laughs> and have you seen the English government lately? Yeah. Have you seen the English government lately? Does football really want no, to come home? No. no. No, it ran. It went away for a reason. Like, why is it just... Why is the football coming back to you? Why can't it come back to me? Like, did it leave me too? Is it coming back to me later on? Or do you just get your turn now? I, I think I don't one, of the, <laughs> one of the Gallagher brothers actually had a moment with that at a concert where, like, the crowd started singing. He's like, no, it's fucking not. Right. <laughs> you know it. And with you mentioning the government, I saw somebody on Twitter saying they probably stop it at the border. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. oh someone, I saw that one. So I had an, an English friend tell me so my team being Sweden lost to England and someone was like but wouldn't you rather not this isn't verbatim but along the lines of wouldn't you rather lose to the team that won it all than one that crashed out for no, no I want no. Sweden to win the World Cup no. no like when England won the um the penalty shootout I was so upset I was so hurt. Oh. So I'm like, they did not deserve it. <laughs> well, to be fair, Colombia didn't either. Yeah. They were kind of... Yeri Mina for Golden Boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it's... Oh. Yeah, like, I am, I'm definitely tired of it coming home. <laughs> like, and, and if it does like come these home, These questions have, been, whatever, have been plaguing my mind for a while. Like... Do we want football to come home? No. Like, we no. don't. Like, football is his own child now. It, I feel like it deserves its own chance to live free. Like, it doesn't have to come home. Like, like what kind of relationship was it in that it left the first time? I just, a lot of questions need to be answered before I can say football's coming home. If the football comes home, 
It is going to be impossible to watch the Premier League for the next four years. Oh, God. Next especially four years? As, for, as an for Arsenal the rest fan, of time. that's, that's going to be hard for me. Yes. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's many reasons. Can Pogba get a World Cup before Harry Kane? I will. Also, die is own goal still leading? It is. It is. It's okay, like so, so I don't yeah, want to hear that he's one of our own because fucking own goals is the top goal scorer. I think he, 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 he own goals to, wins the golden boot. He prefers to <laughs> go by Owen. Uh, Owen goal. Uh, Owen right. goal. Uh, I, I like that we're actually like, let's just go ahead and get to uh, the World Cup right now. So um, I watched the match in the car on the way home. Um, it was uh, what Umtiti who got the um, the header. Very happy about that. Um, yeah. I, I really want to get him a Tweety jersey. If the French win, I'm going to have one. But um, you should get one anyway. That that away kit is super oh, it's so sick. great. The, it's the so home great. is good, but the away top Ooh. notch. Yeah, it's so great. Um, but yeah, so the matches have been decent. Um, some of the some of the quarterfinal matches were not fun to watch. No, Croatia, um, Croatia, Croatia, looking Croatia. at you. Yeah. Um, but Although yeah. shithousery, because the only thing that that Croatia Russia game was missing was like a was like a hundred and twenty third minute winner from Russia <laughs> yeah. to to complete the trifecta of match fixing. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That sounds about the group, right. Spain and then Croatia. Yeah, right. I would have to say the quarterfinals in particular seem particularly devoid of shithousery. There was a little bit of it in the France-Uruguay game where yeah. where there was one French player who was down on the pitch and stayed down for a while and all the Uruguay players came and surrounded him and was like, you're faking, get up, get up, and they tried to yank him up. You remember who pitch. that was, right? Actually, I don't. It was it was Mbappe. He, he needs to oh. pull himself together. Uh. He needs to pull himself together. He's M- really good. Mbappe had a little shit. Mbappe had a little shithousery today at the end he of the did. game against Belgium. He did. I I need him to pull himself together, please. But I it. just love the fact that the Uruguayans went after him so hard at that point. It's just like <laughs> shithousery game recognized game, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But I mean, all right. So tomorrow, it's England and Croatia. Who you got? Ugh. Croatia. <laughs> so maybe Cro- instead of Croatia football in going home, heart? England can go home. Croatia in your heart or Croatia in your mind? Both. Okay. I want to <laughs> see Croatia in my mentions. I, I <laughs> want so <laughs> the way I want to see Croatia win is Modric putting a few past them because that way. All them spuddies are going to be like, oh, man. Engl- oh, wait. No, one of our previous players. Yeah. It's really just going to be. Because I know how much a lot of Spurs love Luka. I would love to see Luka put some past Pickford. Who, I will say, of all the English players, I can't hate on Pickford because Pickford is a fucking god. Yeah, like I completely. I cannot hate that. I completely missed the fact when he became a number one. I missed it. I did, too. We, did, we all did. He is what England wanted Joe Hart to be. Oh, it's true. I mean, he's right. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. right. But he, and he will continue. If he stays fit and does what he does, and Everton is smart and puts a good spine in front of him, he will continue to be that way. That's Ooh. Everton, though. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I was about to say, I, I've been following that team for long Shut enough. Up, Billy. <laughs> I've, been, I've been following them long enough that I just question whether Everton can truly get a great spine together again. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think I have more spine. 
than Everton at this point. So um, but it's a little rough. Yeah, I, I, I want to see Luca and Rakitic put some past Pickford, but realistically, you know, Kane and Ali are going to put headers in past Croatia. And I'm don't forget Harry Maguire here, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Maguire, Harry Maguire might, might throw a little shithousery in the box there. Yeah, which again, I'm really mad that England is this far with a three-five-two. Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> only way I can be happy with England winning is they bring on that guy Welbeck. And he ah, scores. I'd be okay with that, but other than that, no. I don't really have uh, any heart in either of these squads, yeah. so I'm just going to go with my head here, and I'm going to say England probably takes it because, and I know you know, I know you you wouldn't like that. I know, no. but. Um, I think England's going to take it because I think Croatia is finally going to reach their point of being drained after having yes. played two 120-minute matches and going to penalties in both of them. I think there's a certain emotional draining and a most more importantly a physical draining that comes from something like that. I think England's going to be fresher. I think they're going to put on a stronger attack. They will struggle a little bit in midfield. Still, I think um, Modric and Rakitic will find ways to break up the English midfield. But for the most part, I think England's uh, pace and I think their uh, stamina at this stage of the tournament is probably going to be the the, the difference. Yeah, let's be really honest. It's probably England. It's, it's going to probably it's be probably England. England. Like, but when, is it when still I was Team Chaos? So for Team Chaos... Is it England winning because you know they weren't never supposed to get this far, or is it Croatia winning? It's Croatia it's winning. Croatia. I think I think Team Chaos wanted a Belgium versus Croatia final. Frankly, yeah, I yeah, had Belgium I or mean, Croatia, Uruguay. You're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, like I, when I was when I was also asked the question, like I said Croatia because I really feel like France probably fares better against Croatia. Although I will say that. Dele against uh, Umtiti is primetime TV. Yeah, <laughs> I yes. am about that life. I will say, either way, I think England is going to lose one of these next two matches because as fresh as they might be going up against Croatia, I think Croatia will do a good job of tiring them out for France. I think France will be more fresh than England. Now, one quick question. What if... We go to penalties with England and Croatia. Where does that go? Croatia. Yeah. Luka I mean, they've Modric done two. Tour. <laughs> they, they've, <laughs> they've had two penalty shootouts. Rakitic. 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 Oh, God. Times. Both times. The hero. And, the, like, they saw where he went the first time. They saw where he went the second time. How does he switch? How does he play it off for the third time? Third time's charm. Third time's a charm. No, no, you don't want it to be third times a charm. Because in this case, third times a charm means the charm goes against you. Yeah. Mm, true. I kind of want him. I just kind of want – I just don't want England to win. Same. <laughs> Same. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about France making their first World Cup final since 2002. I'm also thinking to myself, I really hope that uh, Darren, who owns this pub, doesn't hear some of the things we're saying about <laughs> right now. Because I'm not sure he'll let us record in here again. No. I don't know. Like, my, my whole thing is that, like, I've been behind the French for a while. Like, I've been, like, I started learning French when I was a kid. 
And then Thierry Henry has just been one of my favorite players of all time, which has been crazy watching him on the other side today. On the Belgian side. Right, because I saw them talking about you know, Thierry Henry as a coach for the Belgians. I'm like, what? Like, this is – I couldn't I couldn't reconcile it. But He wasn't going to lose today. He was not going to lose today. But I don't know. I, I can't believe that next week we're going to be talking about the end of the World Cup. Yeah. And yeah. crowning own goal was the Golden Boot winner. Yeah. Owen Gold, <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that song. That song. All right, well, we'll come back next week to talk about the end of the World Cup and also the courage and also the dead whales. Uh, we'll be back to talk about them. Um, Ebony. Hi. Who brings us here today? Uh, the, the wonderful people at Tasty Beverage Company. Uh, they're right here in downtown Raleigh. Uh, that's tastybeverageco.com. Walk in, tell them Six Point Weekend sent you, get a free koozie. Uh, we're also a part of the Beautiful Game Network. That's the BGN.FM on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're also friends of the pod at Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. Thank you very much. We're also on Patreon. If you like what you hear, uh, every dollar helps. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Six Point Weekend. We're about to do our first exclusive episode for our Patreon listeners, uh, it's going to be on ProRel. Pro That's going to be a very good one right there. We're also on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review. Five stars, if you please. I'm very vain, and I need the validation. Uh, did I forget something? I think we hit them all. Yep, yes. I got, we got them all. Yay. Yeah. Cool. So we'll see you next week. So, Ebony. Hi. KP. Hey. Dave. Peace. I'm Jonathan. We'll see you next week. Oliva, I'm Blue.